At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. A big Friday show on tap. We'll have Jonathan Van Tobel, senior NBA analyst for VEASAN. He's going to join us via Skype in about 45 minutes to explain if his Clippers, his choice to win it all, still have a chance to get out of this first-round series with the Mavericks down 3-2 headed to Dallas tonight. But Amal, let's focus on the other game involving an L.A. team. You had a strong feeling on the Lakers. You thought they could at least force a Game 7. It didn't work out. Yeah, I know it didn't, but I'm still smiling because I'm glad to see LeBron bounced off. First round exit, by the way. You know what? Last night, give Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns credit. They were tremendous. Booker absolutely on fire coming out of the block. It was the three-point shooting that really separated the Suns. I thought the Lakers might be able to make a push. They were kind of trimming the lead down as you got towards halftime, getting a little bit closer in the third quarter. Phoenix uh, held off the Lakers, did a tremendous job in this one, and they now move on. Uh, I know LeBron's going to sit there, point to a lot of things, Fatigue last year in the bubble, no Anthony Davis. Hey, but if you're the GOAT, you don't get taken to slaughter. Yeah, I, I hear you. Let me ask you about the fact that Miami gets swept by the Bucks. The Lakers aren't able to get through Phoenix. They get beaten six. Does this diminish those bubble championships we had last year? Is there an asterisk that we put next to the Lakers for having won that or put next to LeBron's name for having won that that championship in that in that very foreign 
atmosphere? No, I don't agree with that. I don't okay. like that notion because at the end of the day, you still got to go out and win games. I can appreciate the argument that you didn't have to play the entirety of a season, didn't have to play road games, so maybe you don't hold it in the same regard. But in my opinion, it still doesn't negate the fact that this team won the championship. Well, LeBron alluded to that championship in the bubble. I think we have the sound from his presser last night. I mean, I think I always think about just from the moment we entered the bubble to now today. Um, it's been uh, draining. But mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally draining. Um, um, you know, did not stop, you know, me from, you know, committing to the game, committing to my teammates, committing to the work, um, you know, putting in the work, mentally trying to stay as sharp as I possibly could. But, um, you know, throughout it, it's been, it's been mentally draining. You know, and like you said, dealing with, um, you know, every team has to deal with it, um, obviously. Um, but with us in Miami, obviously, you know, going, you know, the long haul in the bubble and then coming right back on a short notice, um, you know, to the season. It's been, you know, very draining. Amal, did we not make enough in our handicap and in our future bets of the draining impact of that short turnaround for LeBron. Yeah, I think he was so drained he couldn't even button the buttons on his shirt. I mean, he's got that Mr. T starter kit going. I don't know if that was taxing just putting that all on. Look, the bottom line is you won a championship last year. Last year was last year. You can't use it as an excuse. I get it. They had to go through that stretch, them in Miami. I thought Miami was not really as good as they played last year. It was a bit of an aberration. They caught teams at the right time. We saw Milwaukee struggle a little bit. They seem to be a little bit more uh, engaged in some other things in terms of social uh, justice and other uh, pursuits, but to me, I didn't think Miami was as good this year. They had some injuries they were contending with. Anthony Davis, I think, as great of a talent, and you know I'm a big fan of his, I think he's a little bit soft. I, I, and I'm not saying because he got injured. That's not why I'm saying that. It just seems like some players are injury-prone, and that continues to you know go throughout his career. He missed 36 games during the year. LeBron missed, I think, 25 or 26 games during the regular season. At some point in time, these guys are going to have to either fight through it or it's just what it is. What does this do for the legacy of LeBron James? You're an Ohio State guy. You've always looked up to the chosen one. Does this first-round exit, especially the way they got blown out in games five and six, at all tarnish the way he will be viewed by many who some consider him to be the GOAT? First of all, let's address a couple of things here. I mean, I look up to him the same way you look up to Ron Paulus and Rick Meyer. Okay? And in terms of those two guys... LeBron, he's a tremendous talent. There's nothing, you can't take anything away from him. I don't think these two games really reflect negatively in terms of the great body of work that he's had in his career, four championships, a number of times going to the NBA Finals, playing in that week East, but that's another story. Look, he's, he is a all-time top three, top five player, however you want to uh, label him or classify him. Uh, I just think, though, when you're playing a Phoenix team that doesn't have the experience outside of Chris Paul, I thought this Lakers team could have shown a little bit more fight, a little bit more bite there. They get absolutely barbecued in Phoenix at Talking Stick, come back to Los Angeles to the Staples Center, and then they must have taken some of what the Clippers have had lately. Let's just lay down at home. I'm a little upset with myself. When AD went down, we looked at the adjusted odds yeah. in the West, and both of us looked at that screen and said, gee, 7-1 to one on Phoenix right now. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't bet it, right? I mean... I wish I had that 7-1 to ticket on Phoenix right now because they're going to be a 2-1 to favorite now over Denver. And if you get there with Utah, you've already created value with your ticket. So I think we missed an opportunity there, Amal. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. We talked about the Lakers' exit. Yeah. Phoenix closes them out in Game 6 last night. Let's take a look at the other Western Conference uh, first-round matchup that ended last night. Huge upset. Huge upset as the three-seed Denver Nuggets went to Portland and uh, eliminated uh, the Blazers in the Rose Garden. 
and they will now take on the Phoenix Suns in round two. I don't know if you saw the highlights or if you saw the game last night, Mike. Damian Lillard, he gets crushed on a play by Michael Porter Jr. No foul called in that one. Damian gets his bell rung. I thought that was the turning point in that game. We see at that point in time, Portland had a one-on-one 100 lead, and then all of a sudden the Nuggets take control of the game, really pull away in this one. Give Denver credit, though. And you made a great point uh, yesterday when we were talking about this game. You said, I don't know if Portland can bounce back after the emotional drain Speaking of being drained, in terms of that double overtime mm-hmm. loss in Denver, and that showed last night. I, I thought it was, even though it was a road game, it was one of those you felt like you had to walk out of Game 5 with a W. They weren't able to do it, and that was the difference. Give Denver credit to close this thing out in six games. It's critical because you're looking at now matching up with Phoenix. And I think Denver has to be confident in their abilities. I know they took care of business against the Lakers, but if you're Denver, you got to like this matchup. Yeah. Let's take a look at the two teams that were eliminated last night. First the Lakers, and then the Trailblazers. What pieces do they need to add in the offseason to make deeper runs into the playoffs? You know, when LeBron won his titles in Cleveland, he had two stars with him, right? Yes. He had Kyrie and Love. Love yep. And then, of course, in Miami. Bosh and Wade. He's got only one here in AD. He doesn't have that third superstar on his team. I would agree with you, but I can make the argument that AD is better than any of the aforementioned guys, including D. Wade in his prime. And and I get people would or disagree with me, but I think Anthony Davis is a top five bona fide superstar when he is healthy, and that's the question mark. Can he stay consistently healthy? In terms of Lakers, there's some concerns right now. You look at the salary cap situation. You're committed to AD and LeBron a ton of money. They're going to be far over the luxury tax. I don't know if they're going to want to pay that type of bill. You're looking at an astronomical bill that they'd have to pay to the league in terms of being over the cap from a luxury tax perspective. So that's something to consider. Look, the Lakers are always going to be a draw because of the Los Angeles market, because of the fact that you think you've got a chance to win with LeBron. I want to see how this offseason plays out. And then Dennis Schroeder is probably a guy that's not going to sign with them. Remember, he was offered four years, $84 million, turned it down, chose to potentially go into free agency. I think his guy could be an impact player and gets a bigger contract elsewhere. What are they missing? You know, first of all, it's health. And then at the end of the day, you need to have somebody that can step up consistently. They need that number three score. When you look at the Lakers, uh, I know our producer loves uh, Contavious Caldwell, no hope Pope. He thinks he's a difference maker for this team. But to me, he's not necessarily that guy. I want somebody that you look at and say, take a look at, for example, the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't care if you take Drew Holiday or you look at Chris Middleton, but to me, those are guys that are established as a number two and three legitimately for the Bucks. We know Brooklyn's got elite levels at the threes, but you need somebody that can be like Draymond Green, the triple single himself, does a tremendous job of contributing in ways for that team to be good. And I think that's what they need, somebody besides Kuzma who can be consistent. Who is the consistent guy for L.A.? I think you make a great point there because as the Bucks go, Middleton really goes, yeah. right? And when Absolutely. you look at a Middleton plays in these series – uh, the results of the Bucks are directly tied to it. Let me ask you this question before we go to Portland. Yeah. Which team is more broken right now? And maybe it's an unfair question because one is still in the playoffs. The Lakers or the Clippers? Great question, and we're not sure if the Clippers last passed tonight. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I had this conversation with somebody last night talking about Kawhi, and we were trying to figure out, is Kawhi a guy that's a bit, he's an introvert, not a vocal leader? What is the situation with him? Because it just doesn't seem to be gelling there. There seems to be some internal strife. I don't know why this team can't get on the same page. I know the great coaching of Tyron Lue has not propelled them. I don't expect it to against Rick Carlisle. You talk about a coaching mismatch, which we talk about all the time. There's a perfect example of one. They've got to figure out a way. And 
I'm not sure if they can do the same thing tonight that they've done in games three and four, go to Dallas and win on the road. And if they fall behind like they did in game number three, I think it's going to be curtains for the Clippers. I'm not going to play the Mavericks tonight, but I would look towards Dallas here catching three. I think it's too big of a number here. I thought this line should be closer to one and a half or two. Oddsmakers are giving too much respect right now to the Clippers. At some point in time, it's the old Bill Parcells line. You are what your record is. This is what this Clippers team is. They're a team with talent, but not as good as maybe people perceive them to be. Portland Trailblazers have Lillard. They have McCollum. Yeah. What do they need to add? You know what? They... I really like C.J. McCollum, but C.J. McCollum is not the number two that you need to go with Damian Lillard. Think about the Batman and the Robins you have out there over teams that have won championships. You have had some great combinations. Wade and, of course, um, uh, LeBron James, uh, Curry and Clay Thompson together. You've got guys that are playmakers or guys that can really score consistently. McCollum had some injury issues this year. I think he's a very good player, but I think he's a number three. You look at this team... I just don't know if Yusef Nurkic is a guy that you can count on as being the number three. I think Lillard is a true number one, in my opinion, the best closer in the game. I said the other day on Twitter, I said, this guy's the best closer since Mariano Rivera. Mm -hmm. And for me, he needs a piece, particularly a guy on the wing that can really do make a difference. If you look at a guy that can be inside, outside, McCollum's just not a guy who can go to the basket every time and get you a bucket when you need it, get to the free throw line. They need a difference maker. I don't know if you can attract that to Portland. How impressed were you with the Nuggets that they were able to get this done and win this series? Mike, I'll tell you yeah. right now, I didn't think with, the, with Jamal Murray, I was like, hey, they should make plans for tee times. Yeah. I, I am really impressed. And you know what? You and I have been critical of the Joker all year long. Nikolai Jokic has been unbelievable for this team. He is going to be the MVP, and deservedly so, not based on, for me, the regular season performance, but what he did in this series, carrying the weight for this team, rallying them and playing high and at elite levels when they really needed it most down the stretch. Give them a lot of credit. I'll tell you what, Mike, if the Clippers get bounced, I am actually, I, I don't know about the Dallas-Utah series, I can't wait for Phoenix and uh, Denver. I think it's going to be another 6-7 game absolute slugfight. I was a little surprised that we have the opening number on this series. I thought, I made Phoenix about 165, 170 here. I was it, 130? They, they have the home court there, 210. That surprises yeah. me a little bit. Is, do you think they're getting a lot of credit for the fact that they knocked off the Lakers, or what's the situation? Because I think Phoenix is good, but I don't think they're that much I think better they're than they're getting Denver. a lot of credit for games five and six where they dominated yeah. the Lakers. No, the two blowout performances. Um, and, you know, Chris Paul, his health is obviously part of the equation, but I thought Denver really answered a lot of questions in that series, and they shouldn't be too big of a dog. Well, and, well let's look at it this way. Do you believe Denver can score with Phoenix? Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So to me, can you get some stops? Can you make a couple of plays? And I think Jokic against DeAndre Aiden is going to be a fascinating matchup. You give him a huge edge there. I think Michael Porter Jr., the confidence he's going to have. I'm telling you, one shot can be a career breaker or maker. We know Tyrone Muggsy Bogues, he always talks about when Jordan told him to shoot the basketball and he brick-cityed it, and all of a sudden he went downhill. I think Michael Porter Jr.'s three-point shot from the corner that propelled the Nuggets in game number five could be a huge boon for them as they go forward in this Phoenix uh, series against Phoenix. The one advantage the Suns have, though, Mike, is they're at home in this one. That's going to make a difference in terms of having the home court advantage once again. But, I, I look, I well, would you give, saw Denver win two games in Portland in they this did. series. And, yeah. and I think winning in Portland is as tough as almost any mm -hmm. place in the NBA. But I'll give Phoenix a slight edge, but my number would be closer to 130. The 210 is too high. There's no justification for the Suns being this big of a favorite against a Denver team who's got the league MVP. Okay, let's talk about the two series in the East. Yeah. They have identical series prices, the semifinal matchups, the one versus five matchups. Sixers are a $2 favorite against Atlanta. Obviously, that factors in Bede's health. And yeah. is he going to be able to play in the first couple games at home in Philadelphia? And then we see the Nets sort of settling in at the same price, around $2 against the Bucks. 
Yeah, I think the Nets Bucks one to me. I, I make the Nets, I think that's an accurate price. I think this threesome, if they play as well as they can, nobody can slow them down. They, their offense is so prolific. You know, you can say whatever you want about the flat earth or off the floor. You can say anything about the Slim Reaper. But these guys, when they're on their game, and we haven't even talked about Harden. I mean, this guy's one of the elite scorers in the history of the game. The, the reason they got the one, the, the, they got the, the, the record they were and have home court over Milwaukee. They didn't get the one seed Philly, actually. But remember the stretch when it was just Harden, yeah, and and they went on the that tear. They went machine. out. And they went out west and won all those games. I mean, if they don't do that, they're not in any position to have a home court in the second round. And I think what fourteen out of fifteen games, yeah. he had double doubles. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. And to your point, what I think their biggest mm-hmm. advantage is they have three players that individually can carry a team on any given night. And Durant, I mean, you can make the case he's one of the two or three greatest scorers in the history of the game. Harden, same thing in the top five, whatever, however you want to frame it. But to me, I think it's going to be tough to slow them down. But do they have an answer for Giannis inside? I'm not sure they do. Giannis is going to have to play big. I think he's going to have to average about 35 a game in this series. Drew Holiday is really going to have to play at an elite level defensively, Mike, if they're going to be successful. I think this will be the most entertaining series of the I second round. I do, too. Round. I can't I'm wait looking for this forward to, to it. I'll watch this. This is a conference finals <laughs> yeah. matchup. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at tonight's game yeah. with the Clippers and the Mavs now. One series still undecided. You, you referenced the fact they're now three on the road. They were two. And then two and a half in games um, uh, three and four when they were in Dallas, right? You see the number is they continue to lose. The number keeps climbing up. Seven last night, which was higher than games one yeah, and two exactly. at home. Three, which is games uh, higher than games three and four on the road here. I agree with you. I don't like this number at all. If I was interested in playing the Clippers, I'd be forced to play them on the money line. I think three is just too much. I actually thought this number would be closer to a flat two, maybe one and a half. Is there a betting opportunity in this game? We see a total of two sixteen and a half. I bring up totals because for me, betting totals, I think, is better. Again, that, that Denver game went over last night, right? I mean, there's just opportunities. When you see these teams trending in certain directions, and then in that series, you always had overtime as a, as a bailout as well. 216.5 here. I guess you'd lean on which direction you think that this team is going to win if you like over or under. I think if you like the, the Clippers in this spot, you tend to play the game under. If you like Dallas, you think they're going to still be able to be proficient from three and you like the game over. Yeah, you know, to me, I would look at the home dog here, but I don't mm-hmm. say that with a tremendous amount of confidence. Neither team has been able to win on their home floor. You pointed this out before the series started. Dallas has struggled at the American Airlines Center this year. Can they get on track against this Clippers team? And will the desperation factor for the Clippers really sink in, and will they play at the level that people projected them to be? I know Jonathan Von Tobel, who's going to join us in about 25 minutes, was a big uh, fan of the Clippers getting out of the Western Conference Mike, I'm concerned that you're going seven games in the first round. You're looking at potentially facing off against Utah. And I think there's going to be a certain amount of confidence in the Jazz facing off against the Clippers more so than the Lakers and having that home court advantage. This is a team that could potentially be looking at playing 21 games to come out of the West. Is this sort of like the situation we saw in the NHL where I said, I hope the Knights can win game seven so I can unload on the Avs at not such a high price? Like if the Wild had won, the Avs would have been a $4 favorite. Instead, they're a you know, a $2 favorite in this series. Is this a spot where you say you hope the Clippers can get through so that you can bet Utah and they won't be that big of a favorite? It's a great question, and I don't necessarily see it the same way uh, because my one concern is will the Clippers potentially, if they get through the series, do they kind of rejuvenate themselves, find a way to bounce back, and do they match up in a way that they think they can get through these guys? I, I don't know. I like Utah in that spot but not the overwhelming way that I did Colorado against VGK. I just can't stand this Clippers defense. I don't know what the plan is here. Oh, I'm glad I, you at least think they play defense. Well, I don't know, I don't know what the what's the plan. I mean, they, they continue to let Doncic do whatever he wants. Listen, our, can't they just put Kawhi on him and fight through these screens? I don't know. I mean, I'm not... Seriously, 
Their, their plan is to let him dribble at the free throw line and lean in for 12 footers. I mean, I mean Luca can not, Luca's has in the gym range and they're letting him do whatever he wants at some point. In time, you know what? They'll make the adjustment after the series is over. Speaking of Luca, we got some Luca props for tonight's game six here. Let me. Have you seen the, the numbers on these props? Have you looked at it already? No, I didn't because as soon as I saw it, I skipped it. Okay. Here, let me say, what do you think his over-under for points are? Because that'll get you to where you lean on the bet, I think. 32 and a half. All right, you're, it's right there. 31 and a half, late 20 cents to the over. Number of three-point field goals made? Uh, three and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Over minus $2. Okay, I would take the over. Yep. Total points, rebounds, and assists combined. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said 31 and a half points, so... You said and half, 32 and a half. Yeah, okay, yeah. 52 and a half, 51 and a half. 48 and a half. Okay, so no triple-double. Double, double oh, so there's the prop. Yes, no. Double-double, yes, no. What would you say the yes price is on a double-double? Uh, $3. No, minus 125. That's a yes automatic Okay, there's, the there, there's our play. Add that to a all-in segment. That's exactly right. Double-double double, 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 minus double, 125. Absolutely, 100%. And then triple-double. Triple yes price. Uh, plus $2. $4. I tell you what, I, I'd three, stick with the he, double double. I'd stick yeah, with, with the, double, the double double. But listen, he was three rebounds short going into the fourth quarter of the end of the night. By the way, Jacob, put that down on Luca. The double double for sure. All right, I'd like to take a look at the adjusted odds to win each conference now, Amal. Go ahead. Because I want this entire segment to be about the NBA. Let's <laughs> take a look at the West to begin with. Of course, the Jazz, the one seed with home court, have have the advantage at plus one twenty five. We just talked about this. The Suns were plus seven dollars four days ago. They're now plus two dollars. After they eliminated wow. the Lakers. They went down five. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Clippers are a plus 650. Nuggets plus $8. And the Mavs right now at 13 to 1. What were the what were the Suns when they were trailing two games to one? Weren't they around 13 to 1 or they something? They were plus 550 in the series. series. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly, just in right? the series. Yeah. Now they're 2 to 1 to win the West. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, to me, I think, how about Denver at 8 to 1? Don't you think they can beat any of the other four teams remaining in the West? Well, we look at it. I mean, they have the four times the odds of the Suns, and they're not a $4 dog to yeah. the Suns, right? They're not a minus $4 of plus, plus 350 here. So, I mean, when you look at it from a future standpoint, if you think the Nuggets can win that series, obviously there's a lot of value in betting plus $8 here. Yeah, I think so. I Instead think of taking plus 160 for the series. You, no, absolutely <laughs> right. You take that, and you can hedge off in so yeah. many different situations. The 8-1 to is great. And if they get one game in Salt Lake City the enti- excuse me, against Phoenix in, mm-hmm. in Phoenix, it changes the entire dynamic of that series. Yeah. I don't think the Mavericks can beat Utah. I mean, the 13-1, to I, I, I just don't think you can pull the trigger there because I don't like the matchup in the next round. Let's... Switch over to the Eastern Conference, where the Nets have been the favorite for as long as I can remember, maybe since we've been doing this show. Currently at a dollar forty-three to win the East. Second choice are the Bucks at two fifty. Seventy-sixers drifting now up to four dollars with the Embiid meniscus questions, and then the poor Atlanta Hawks who made quick work of your Knicks seventeen to one. Oh, stop it! Give me a break. I, I, you know, <laughs> give them credit. Give Atlanta credit. Now give JVT credit for calling the Hawks in that series. I think the Hawks are in trouble in this one. And if you're Philadelphia, based on what you saw against Beal and against Russell Westbrook, no need to rush Embiid back. See how the first two games go. You could theoretically drop these two games and still find a way to get out of this series as long as you have Embiid for games three through seven. Uh, I like Philadelphia here to come through. I still think four to one's not a bad play. But, Mike, my perspective of the 76ers has changed a little bit with the Embiid injury because I don't think if you're not fully healthy against Brooklyn or Milwaukee, you're going to be able to get through them. If you knew for a fact that Joel Embiid would not play in this series and it was a pick who would you choose? I would still go with Philly. Yes. You I, think Philly without Embiid is a better team than Atlanta? Look, when you look at them defensively, uh, Ben Simmons is elite. Matisse Thibel is a tremendous defender. He was, he was great in college, two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. 
I like this team. Curry can shoot the basketball. Harris can shoot the basketball. What are you smiling about? You don't like my pick? No, I, yeah, I think you're discounting the fact that Nate McMillan is coaching the oh, Hawks. shut up. Give me a break. All right, I'll tell you what. Do you? Let me ask you a question. Who do you have on your league MVP coach of the year? You got Ty Lue, number one, Nate McMillan, number two. I really think Thibodeau had did the best job. Look at how bad that team really is. Is that a dig they at me no, because but, the Knicks lost in five games? No, but look at the team. Look at the talent on that team, and he got him to a four seed in the East. I think that's more impressive than what I mean, happened in Julius Phoenix. Julius Randle should be parking cars somewhere in Manhattan I mean, based on the way he played. Based on the first series, were you more impressed with the Hawks, what they did, or just less impressed with what the Knicks really were? I refuse to answer the question on the fact that I'm wrong either way. We got a terrific matchup in Philadelphia tonight between Max Scherzer and Zach Wheeler. We'll take a look at that game and the rest of the MLB schedule when we come back on the Nuts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Belmont Stakes means there are two episodes this week of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. I know that excites them all. The first is a pop-up with Las Vegas bookmakers and horse players, Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, Dwayne Colucci, and Vinny Maiulo. I got to tell you something, all. Ron spares no expense flying these guests in for his podcast. <laughs> I mean, he has spanned the globe at least 12 square blocks here in Las Vegas. <laughs> they analyze all eight horses in this weekend's race. The regular episode from New York features trainers Doug O'Neill, John Sadler, and Fox Sports Racing analyst Maggie Wolfendale-Morley. Both episodes are available at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is, as always, sponsored by First Bet. Well, I'm excited for the Belmont Stakes tomorrow. I'm gonna I, try I to, honestly didn't even know it was tomorrow. I'm going to try to find, yeah, the first Saturday in June. I'm going to try to find time to fit in both of Ron's podcasts. In the meantime, we're back here on the nuts. That's Amal Shaw. I'm Mike Palm. I want to talk about some of the Major League Baseball matchups tonight, of course, on a full Friday of play. And let's start out with the game, 4 o'clock here Pacific time, 7.05 in our nation's capital and in Philadelphia where the game is being played. Great pitching matchup here, Amal. Yeah. Max Scherzer struggled in his first couple starts, was giving up home runs, it seemed, every inning. He's gotten back on track, 4-4, four 2-3-4 four, four ERA. The whip, again, impressive, under, under 1 at .82, 95 strikeouts in less than 70 innings. Facing off against one of both of our favorite pitchers, Zach, Zach Wheeler, Wheeler yeah. just because he's underrated from a value perspective and betting him. 4 and 2, 2 5 2 ERA, 0.93 on the whip. 75 innings he's pitched this year, 92 strikeouts against 16 walks and six home runs. We see uh, the home team here as a slight favorite, $1.15, $1.17 with the Phillies. As you would expect, a low total in a National League park. Total of seven. If you want to play the first five under, it's three and a half, but you've got to lay 30%, 30 cents juice on the under. I don't mind that under, Mike. When you look at uh, let's start with Scherzer. 11 starts so far this year. He's only had two starts where he's given up more than two earned runs. He's mm-hmm. been dominant max. And I think if you get him in this type of outing, and especially with a competitive pitcher on the other side in Wheeler, I expect to see Max at his best here in this one. So I don't think that's a bad play there. Wheeler, you'll get a quick sense of early on. If he can get through that first inning and performs well, he's a guy that's going to probably go six innings and maybe give up one run. I look at Wheeler's pitch count a lot. Yeah, because I do if, too. If it takes him 30 pitches to get through the first two, <laughs> he's vulnerable. But if you can get through the first two inning around 20, 22 pitches, you're going to get six or seven in and maybe only one earned out of him. Well, I, look, I think Wheeler can go 100. The thing is, to me, can he make sure he's efficient with his pitch count? That's the key, especially against a guy like Scherzer on the other side of the hill. And also, your point you always make, which I love, first five innings, if you take the under, you're going to get four ABs from the pitchers there. Uh, not a bad play to it's place. four of the four 30 outs, outs you need. need. Exactly. Typically. Yeah, and you got Scherzer and Wheeler here. Okay. Um, I, I take a look at the under here because... Uh, for the game the, or for the first five? First five. Nationals aren't hitting the ball. They're not hitting the ball at all. They just got shut out in Atlanta yesterday. I don't think Wheeler's given up much. 
I don't really want to lay against Scherzer though, because what if you get in a situation zero zero one one game, right? I don't want I don't want to lay the uh, lay one twenty in that spot or one fifteen. Yeah. Uh, AL East has been a great race: Red Sox, Yankees, and the Rays so far. Red Sox go to Yankee Stadium tonight. This is in the playbook for me. Nathan Evoldi, who's six and two with an ERA of four, is taking on Michael King for the Yankees, who hasn't pitched to much run support. King's zero and two. Uh, ERA impressive at 2.86, but the whip not. 10 walks in 22 innings of work, 1.32 on his whip. We see Evoldi as the dog here, which surprised me. Plus 105 on the Sox. you got to lay 120 with the Yankees. Total 9.5 a month. Yeah, you got to go with the Red Sox here. Mm-hmm. You look at this for the Yankees offense right now, scuffling immensely, and you can't be walking guys with this Boston lineup. When you look at 3-4-5, Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and Rafael Devers, as dangerous as any 3-4-5 in baseball, and they could beat you if you're putting guys on as free passes here. I think the Yankees have got to get track on track offensively until they do that. I think you have to take advantage of a plus price here with the Red Sox. You know, we talked about this Red Sox-Astros game yesterday where mm-hmm. they were only $3 up 3 to nothing in the yes. third. And, and, I mean... We missed that opportunity. That number should have been closer to four fifty-five dollars, I thought, and it was never a sweat as they as they continued to shut out the Astros and win that game. Hey, speak for yourself. Don't speak for me. Okay, I, I told we you. I took about, it. Yeah, oh, I you did it was, take yeah, it. Boston was a great play there. Yeah. Look, Houston never threatened in that no. game. It was not even close. Uh, Red Sox actually had some opportunities to blow the game away in the fifth inning. They left a couple runners on base, but they end up winning five one. Speaking of the Astros, they travel north, not to Toronto, but to Buffalo to take on the Blue Jays. Another great pitching matchup yeah, between two Dodgers. Your favorite guy, Hinjin <laughs> Ryu. All the Asian pitchers. Uh, Zach Greinke <laughs> takes on my, my guy Ryu. Five and two, both of them are on the year. Greinke, 367 versus Ryu, 262. Uh, a whip just over one for both of them. More innings of work for uh, Greinke as, uh, as Ryu was on the disabled list for about a week. Uh, but the stri- strikeout to walk ratio, terrific again. 58 against eight for Ryu. Greinke, 57 against 15. Ryu, $1.30 here. You can get $1.10 back on Greinke. Total of eight and a half. Two plays here. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays money line. Blue Jays run line plus 155. I like them at home here. I think Ryu is going to pitch extremely well in this matchup. Well, you've come out with some strong opinions on Doncic props, on baseball games. I expect a full segment here in a mall in. I, got I only have play. a couple plays I for the weekend. I only have one play. Too many soccer friendlies. <laughs> Up next, we'll see where a mall spanning the globe with his plays this weekend, including the French Open. And I have just a couple of plays in the playbook. Belmont Stakes is Saturday evening, and the Visa and horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, the track conditions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit vsin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the Visa store and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plunk. That's vsin.com slash horses. All right, I'm all. Everybody looks forward to this segment in our, in, uh, at about 35 minutes after the hour. 2.35 in the east, 11.35 in the west here on the Nuts. It's Amal in. Now, you stumbled a little bit with the Lakers, but to your credit, you didn't love them as much as the $3 you laid on the Clippers yeah. in Game 2. So you, you tempered it a little bit. Came back with a dominant French Open performance this morning. Yeah, Markuta Vendrasova uh, wins that one 6-3, 6-3 easily over Paulina Herskog. Uh, no pressure in that match. That girl's six foot tall. The, the opponent that you had yeah. this morning. I was doing a little research on it. Yeah, I, I followed you. 
I laid uh, I laid six dollars to win to win three. I, I had confidence in you. I said this will be you won't show up if you blow both the Lakers and this French match. So I, I had I had to go with my man. Hey, listen, the French Open, I dominate. Okay. <laughs> I was almost going to ask you this question yesterday. I really was mm-hmm. when you were talking about Lakers and yeah. you have to make this play and how you love the Lakers. Why don't you just stick to the French Open? I mean, stick to stick, because then really you're, refine you're, yourself. I mean, you're well, entertaining then. enough to talk through the other twelve months of the year that you don't bet. But <laughs> but, but seriously, college basketball. College football, the, 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 tennis, college yes. football, tennis. I mean, that's what you really do well on. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's unfortunate we aren't able to post a lot of these lines because they're overnights. I mean, I've been crushing the French Open. Yeah. You look at these matchups. I, I told you off air, you asked me, why do these favorites win? Because what people are unaware of, look at the payouts for the French Open for the majors. If you win one of these matches, two of these matches, you make more than you do at the 250 and 500 level winning these tournaments. You know, Daniel Medvedev today went against Riley Apelka, and a friend of mine's like, oh, I like Apelka. I said, what are you kidding me? Frankenstein's not beating Daniel. And the reality of it is, Daniel's just a far better player, even though Clay's not a, a preferred surface for him. Comes out and absolutely destroys uh, uh, Opelka in this one. Today. I asked you about the lady that was ranked third, and she lost as Ariana a five dollar favorite. She lost as a five dollar favorite. I told you it was a dangerous matchup <laughs> against Pavlochenko. Uh, Pavlochenko yep. bageled her in the third set. Yeah, I'm telling you, they don't make good lines in tennis because I don't know if they don't pay enough attention to globally. It's the third most bet sport, but here domestically, for some reason, these lines. There's no way Sabalenka. Who I mean, she can overthrow a country by herself the way she hits some of these balls out of the out of the park. It's unbelievable uh, that she was a five dollar favorite against Pavlichenko. What should the price have been? Probably about three dollars. It was too high of a price, and that's one of the things that irritates me. Because remember, right now you have matches going on in about twenty minutes. Stefano Sitsipas is going to go against the big American John Isner. He's of an eight dollar favorite. Isner will probably have some difficulty there because Sitsipas is a tremendous returner of serve, but. Eight dollars is too high of a price because if you get into tie breaks, Isner is the greatest tie break player in the history of the sport because of his serve. Absolutely right. He puts so much pressure on you because of the serve. But my my point is, in some of these tennis matchups, it's unfortunate when we're coming on air. These matches are concluding. the The matchups for tomorrow are set. The lines are not necessarily immediately available. Now, some of them for tomorrow are already available. And one of the plays I have is Alina Svitolina. She goes tomorrow at minus one thirty five in this matchup. I think this is a great opportunity for her here. Uh, and I apologize, I'm drawing a blank in terms of who she's facing off against in this matchup. But Svitolina, to me, at minus 135, this is a really good spot for her in this particular uh, individual matchup. She, she's just too talented. Krejcikova. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so to me, uh, Bar- Barbora Krejcikova, uh-huh. the, the Czech, solid player, but she's a Johnny-come-lately. She's had a tremendous 2021 not as good as Svitolina, and at times can be a real mental midget out there. I think Svitolina is just a tremendous, tenacious player. I took Ann Lee against Svitolina, Mike. And I remember afterwards watching Lee just get squashed, and I said, Lee's too young to win this matchup at this level right now. Should have gone with Svitolina at that cheap price. Coming back with Svitolina here at 135. And then I'm going with Luka on the double-double tonight, Mike. Minus 125, Luka Doncic. I think, obviously, he'll get double digits in points, or the Mavericks lose by 1,000. Uh, but I think in rebounds or assists on the other one, he gets there. And you like Ryu and Ryu run line. I do like Ryu and Ryu run line. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to put it in the graphics, uh, but that's one I like. Mike, I think the way uh, Toronto is playing overall, they're not getting enough credit in the AL East. Everybody always wants to point to the Yankees. The Red Sox are playing well. We know how well Tampa has done. But Ryu is a guy that has been a difference maker, and i got to give you full credit. Uh, you, part of the Asian delegation, have chosen Ryu as the forefront pitcher, and he has been tremendous along with your guy, Yu Darvish. I'm an adopted Pacific Rim guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you make of this matchup, Coco Goff and Brady, tomorrow? This Tough is, this matchup a, to These are good women's matchups there, tomorrow. There are some great <laughs> matchups. You know, I was mad at myself for not taking Victoria Azarenka this morning against Madison Keys. She absolutely yeah. destroyed her. 
I give the edge to Goff because Brady is a more of a power server. Her power stroke gets taken away. You thought Fiona Farrah could chase down balls? Coco Goff can chase down everything with her speed, and her confidence only continues to grow. The young American from uh, South Florida, Delray Beach, should be tremendous in this one. I like her. I give her a slight edge there. How about uh, the, the girl that Gil discovered, Igus Fitek? She's taking on Kontaviet. Annette Kontaviet uh, out of Estonia. Yeah. She's going to get squ- squashed in this one. Uh, Igor Svitek has got a great run to win this tournament. Uh, I, Serena's probably getting the person that gets overlooked, Mike. I thought Serena was a fairly decent price today against Danielle Collins, also another American. Uh, Serena takes care of business. I think Serena's experience will help her immensely. But in terms of that matchup, Svitek, even at $6, I don't think is a bad play. Annette Contevate doesn't have the power to keep up with her. And there's another All-American third-round matchup, Sophia Kennan against Pagula. Tough, tough matchup. But here's the good thing for Pagula. If she loses, her family's still worth a billion dollars. They own the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, but a tremendous player. Really has built herself into a good player. Sophia Kennan, uh, she's tenacious. Remember, she won the Australian Open, finished a runner-up at the French Open last year. I don't know if she's going to be able to get it done in this one. She's been inconsistent this year. She fired her father as a coach, Mike. Stay away spot on that one for me. Okay, in the Palm Reader playbook, two plays I talked about at Evoldi. I like him getting a plus price against King with the Yankees. I think the Red Sox are hitting the ball a lot better than the Yankees are, and I like Evoldi in the pitching matchup. I took the first period under here. I know it's going to be electric at T-Mobile tonight, Avalanche, Golden Knights. I think the Knights know what they have to do to slow down Colorado here, though. And uh, I think I think Fleury will be a little bit sharper than he was in game number two. I also bet, although it's not in the playbook, no goal in the first 10, uh, plus 135 tonight. You know, I'll be honest with you. A lot of your hockey plays I like to follow. I'm not. You don't any, like the no goal in the first I, well, 10. No, no, I'm not about oh, that one. you don't one. like that one tonight. I don't like this play tonight. Right. I, I think both teams are going to be a little bit more offensive. I was surprised by the fact that we slowed down in the third period of that game. These teams are dangerous. They're so talented offensively. No, I know how good the goaltenders are. But when you look at these lines up front, Patch already back in the mix there. Mark Stone's got to step up. He's been a little bit MIA. They need these guys to step up. I think this could be a 1-1 score after one. Were you surprised this game came back as a pick, basically? And now we're seeing a little bit of avalanche money line. But you could have found 110 on both sides earlier today. No, but don't you think you have to look at Vegas? Season's no. on the line virtually. No. You're not going to come back four in a row against the Lanch. Uh, they played extremely well. You and I both agreed they were the better team in game number two against Colorado. I think that carries over. That momentum spills over here. And my quick thing I want to point out, you and I talked uh, before we came on air. The last three games have all gone to overtime. The Vegas game, they had a power play, didn't score, Colorado wins. Island late power play don't score Boston wins power play opportunity in the game between Tampa and Carolina lightning don't score Carolina wins in overtime quickly north final game two tonight Shifley suspended four games you like Montreal again or will Winnipeg even the series Montreal defense is too good I think for Evans they play well no Shifley in the lineup is going to impact them all right when we come back Vsin senior NBA analyst Jonathan Vontobel will join us via phone to explain why his Clippers may be eliminated in the first round At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Ball Shaw, and we have... V, uh, excuse me, Vison senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel, kind enough to pick up the phone this morning. Jonathan, I want to start off with the Clippers, obviously, the Clippers. Uh, your pick to come out of the West. They've struggled. They haven't won a game at home yet. Trail 3-2, to two, they go to Dallas tonight. Have you seen anything so far in these first five games that would cause you to change your thinking that they will not be the West champions or that they may not even come out of this series? Yeah, I mean, look, I think that the, the starts of the defense, right? Like, as, as great as Luka Doncic has been, 
uh, there have been some defensive lapses on the side of the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, shooting that unsustainable rate that they were at the beginning of the series, Mike, part of that was ungodly shooting. Part of that was giving up open three-pointers to Luka Doncic and company, right? So that was a little bit of a problem. But they have kind of adjusted a little bit, right? You know, they were a little bit better. They went to that small ball lineup with Nick Batum, and it, it helped things out, especially on the defensive end. Uh, it threw Dallas for a little bit of a world, and they were able to win two consecutive games, and they've consistently been good on offense. The shooting has just been a little uneven, you know, last game and then in game one, and that's what kind of held them back in those contests. So I, I think, if anything, obviously what has held them back in this series has been their defensive play for the most part. And it's just been brain farts, you know, like go down the stretch of that game last time out, right? You're talking about Terrence Mann for some reason passing up a tempo within four feet of the basket and then Kawhi Leonard jacking up a shot with six seconds left on the clock, even though he could have kicked it back out for a better look. You know, those are the things that when you're not winning on the margin, those are the mistakes that are going to get you. So, yeah, there's clearly been some mistakes and some issues with this team that are ultimately going to hold them back if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals. But uh, as long as they're still alive, they're still my pick. I am a man of conviction, and I will stay that way until they get eliminated. Jonathan, my partner Amal Shaw has always been known as a man who t- to take advantage of a bad number. We were looking at some of the DraftKings props on Luka Doncic tonight. Yes on a double-double is only minus 125. Do you agree with Amal this number's way out of line? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I would think that it would be higher, like just a little, right? Like rebounds and or assists, like the, the way that this guy has the ball in his hands. I mean, look at the stat from uh, game six. No, this is game six. So game five. Uh, he scored or assisted on with 81% of their baskets, right? Like, this is a guy that uh, it really is just in full control of every single facet of that offense. So assists would be at the top of the list, and he's, he's surpassed double-digit assists a couple of times in this series. So I am surprised. It's obviously not surprised it's favorite. I'm surprised that it is that cheap. I, I would expect a little bit higher in the range of like $1.40 or something like that. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, JVT, there, especially Lucas had two out of the five games. He had a double-double. One game he had nine assists and nine rebounds, came up one short in each category. Kudos to you on the Atlanta Hawks call. You love that matchup against the New York Knicks. They were thoroughly, thoroughly dominant in that series. Even in the game that Knicks won, I thought Atlanta was probably the better team for about two and a half quarters in there. Uh, When you look at this matchup now going forward against the Philadelphia 76ers, Embiid's health is a big concern. Can Atlanta beat Philadelphia if Embiid is uh, healthy? But can they also do it? Obviously, it's easier without him in the lineup. How do you see this one? So if, if Embiid's healthy, I would say resoundingly no. Like, okay. And actually, if, if Embiid's healthy, I, I think that $2, and I, I, I don't know if it was Circa who had as cheap as $1.85. Mike, you could speak to that. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, on the series price. Yes, that's what we so opened it. Yeah, see, and so, like, if, if Embiid's really healthy, right, like, if he's going to be fine and he's going to be able to get through whatever this injury is, is then, that, to me, that is a very valuable price. Because if you look at the regular season between these two, right, it was about three games, right, Trey Young missed one of them. Uh, but outside of that, we were talking about a thorough beatdown in the game that Trey Young was on the floor, and overall through three games, a plus 17.5 net rating for the Philadelphia 76ers. And that was with that Ben Simmons being sidelined for one of those contests. Like, this is just a team that, from a matchup standpoint, presents a lot of issues, I, I think, for Atlanta, right? They have all of the perimeter pieces defensively to handle what they have in terms of their talent, right? Trey Young is going to have to match up with Matisse Thybul. Rodon Bogdanovich is going to have to match up with Ben Simmons. Clint Capella is going to have to match up with Joel Embiid. You know, so if we're talking about a 76ers team that has every piece ready to go, I think this is a matchup that the 76ers win in five, potentially six, because this Hawks team is better than I expected them to be. But I think this is a, a series in which Philadelphia wins comfortably. Now, if he's not fully healthy, and we're talking about him missing games, then things change, right? Because this is a 76ers team that has a negative net rating without Joel Embiid on the floor, an offensive rating of about 108, which is very bad. 
right? Like this is a team that struggles to find offense shot creation without Joel Embiid on the floor. And then all of a sudden that becomes different because Clint Capella on those pick and rolls does become a little bit of a matchup issue. You know, Trey Young is still going to have to defend, you know, deal with the defenders in front of him, but being able to have at least one valve within four feet of the basket opens up the floor for so many of your other guys. So I would still tend to think that Philly is going to win that series without Joel Embiid. But it's not like I'm laying a dollar eighty-five in that regard. That should be much closer to like the series price that we saw between Atlanta and New York. If Embiid's not going to be on the floor for that series, Veasan Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT, the best Twitter handle of anybody I've ever seen. By the way, that's the easiest one to remember. What about no? Don't Josh. I like towers that's good, as but well. it's a little bit longer. It's it's very good. It's entertaining, but this one's easy to remember. I want I want to ask you about Trey Young. Uh, Mike and I are kind of of the thought that he's a solid player. I'm not going to call him a poor man, Steph Curry, because that's an insult to Steph. There's nobody like Steph. Uh, but how do you evaluate him from your perspective as a player? His field goal percentage, three point shooting, don't overwhelm. No, but I think he's a really good. He's a, he, I think he's a really good pick and roll ball handler, right? Like we saw that in the New York series. New York had no answer for him whatsoever whether it was throwing up lobs to Clint Capella, being able to finish with his floater or find other shooters like around the perimeter. I think he's a very almost elite like pick-and-roll player. He's going to be very good in that regard. Uh, but, you know, he's got his flaws. You know, you saw him at times in that Knicks series hunting for that long ball, right, the logo three that has been, become so popular. It's not really his shot. He's a fine three-point shooter, but he's nowhere near the level of like a Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, anything like that. He has the ability to shoot, but nowhere near these elite-level guys. You know, I think he's going to be a really good player in the NBA for a really long time. Like in terms of his offensive capabilities, his ability to finish are always going to be some of the best in the NBA. But he's also, you know, Maul, going to be one of the worst defenders we're always going to see, right? You know, last year, I think he was dead last in defensive real plus minus. That was two years in a row, which he qualified for that. He's going to have to improve there. But I think his offensive game is always going to be among the best, especially inside the arc, because he's just so skilled with that floater. Like every time he put it up, I thought it was going down. So he's going to be a really good player. I wouldn't say maybe elite. He's not going to be, I saw a lot of, hey, that Luka Doncic trade looks pretty equal now. Like, no, that's not the case. Luka Doncic is still much better than Trey Young, but he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, uh, to me, Mike, Trey Young defends about as well as a traffic cone. I just don't like the hair. Jonathan, <laughs> the odds makers would have told you that the Portland Trailblazers would be hosting the L.A. Lakers in the second round yeah. of, the West, of, the, of the Western Conference. Instead, we have the Denver Nuggets Playing the Phoenix Suns. Preview that series matchup for me. I thought the price of Phoenix at over $2 for the series was a little bit high. What are your thoughts? So I thought it was, I thought I expected that's where it was going to be, Mike. Like, I don't really see that there's a big edge either way. I will say, you know, Denver, I'm, I'm really surprised about the market stubbornness with that series in Portland overall. And keep in mind, guys, this is two years in a row, right? Remember, they put, they tore through the seeding games and everybody thought they were going to upset the Lakers in the first round. They won the first game and then they lost four straight. But, you know, it's funny that the market doesn't have the respect for Denver, it seems. And I get it, right? The injuries are there. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, P.G. Dozier, the backcourt's really thin. Uh, but Monte Morris has emerged as a legitimate scoring guard for them. He's been absolutely fantastic. He only averaged 10 points per game of the regular season. He averaged 15 in this postseason series. Um, and, by the way, five points doesn't sound like, like a lot. It is in terms of your average. It's a really good bump for Monte. It's interesting, though, because the same issues that they're going to have in that series against Portland, they're going to have here, right? They're facing an elite backcourt with Devin Booker and Chris Paul that they're going to have to contain somehow with a rotation of Morris, Austin Rivers, and Facundo Campazzo. You would hope that Will Barton comes back at some point, but regardless, that's the matchup you're facing. And while you still have an advantage in the front court against Phoenix, it's not as staggering a matchup as you did against Yusuf Nurkic and Enos Cantor and the like against Portland. So 
I'm a little worried about that, right? I'm a little worried that Chris Paul is going to get three days before game one to heal up and get ready for the series, that he's going to be able to do what he does, which is slow games down, get Nikola Jokic switched onto him and abuse him defensively. And, and ultimately that gives me that gives me pause with Denver and that the run might end here. As far as the price is concerned, I think it's right on. I think it should probably be around $2. Um, and especially if Chris Paul is going to be healthy. So ultimately, I think this is like a six-game series in favor of Phoenix. I think this is the matchup because the defensive prowess of their opponent is so much better than Portland was that ultimately their shortcomings in the backcourt are going to get exacerbated a little bit more. Chevy T, we have about a minute left. Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn could be a terrific uh, series. When you look at this one, what can Milwaukee do to overcome that trio of obviously Harden, Durant, and Kyrie? I think it's for their own trio, right? Like defensively, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, like those are three guys they could physically match up with them. And you would think Drew Holiday's going to get Kyrie Irving duty, so Chris Middleton's going to have to do a lot against Harden. But like them all, like out of all the teams, like in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA, outside of potentially the Clippers, the, the Bucks were the most well suited to draw this matchup. Like they are built for that. They have so many defensive versatility pieces they can throw out there. I think the loss of DiVincenzo hurts them a lot more defensively than people realize. He was part of their really good defensive lineup, and when he's on the floor, he had a big defensive rating improved by 2.2 points, everyone out of possessions. But it starts with defense. You're not going to stop Brooklyn, but at least if you can slow them down with the three pieces that you have, you have a really good shot. You know, I know uh, Circa opened it up. Like I don't know if you opened it, but it was pretty high. You got 2-1 to one on Milwaukee at some point. 2-1 to one would be the buy price on Milwaukee for me. I think the Nets win this, but I think this is a really close series. 2-1 so to one presents the value in the series price. That's Jonathan Von Tobel, folks. VSIN senior NBA analyst. He checked off one of the items on his bucket list the last two weeks, getting to host a numbers game. And now he's setting his sights on the next on his bucket list, getting to produce the nuts during the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Thanks for the time today, Jonathan. It's only on the bucket list if I get free tickets, boys. Oh, well, we understand. Well, it just depends on the nights <laughs> and how well they perform. It's more about the body of work. I mean, Jacob's yeah. body of work here at the network over the years. Well, he's just such a hard worker. And he doesn't have that uh, the black mark of that hot dog eating contest on his resume either. <laughs> either. <laughs> That's absolutely right. We're looking forward to this weekend. Belmont Steaks? Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Till French it's over. over. French over. Yeah, of course. I can't wait. Text me your place. I need your place. Put them out. Tweet them, Amal. Another creative name, Amal Shaw1 on Twitter. Thanks. It's been a great <laughs> week here on The Nuts. Stay tuned to VSIN. It's Betting Across America. Up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.